Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. This is Tim Burns. This is The Tim Burns Show, and I am the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to do today. We're going to finish up on all of the, the items, the news items, politics, current events, uh, uh, miscellaneous type information that I've, I printed it out. There's a good reason for me printing it out, and I want to get it to you, and that's kind of the way I am. If if I don't get to it, I, I feel like I've deprived myself and and you about a, another piece of the puzzle. And that's what we do here on the Tim Burns Show. It's about the bigger picture. It's about a lot of pieces of the puzzle. It's about putting those pieces on the table and letting them fall together naturally. Sometimes I'll just put the piece out there and sometimes I will actually give you perspective and analysis from my point of view, hoping that it's something different that you might have heard out there. Well, we had the debate last night, and to be honest, I thought all 11 candidates basically did really well concerning who they are, regarding who they are, and what they bring to the table. The Drudge poll that's out has Trump at 51% and Carly Fiorina at 22%. Now, I was immediately impacted by how focused Carly Fiorina was and how well she did, how well-spoken she is, how bigger picture orientated she is, and at the same time, how she has her facts and figures lined up. Donald Trump, he did what he did. The interesting thing about this poll with Trump way up at the top like this, we know that none of if Trump wasn't in the race, there would be no talk about a wall, about illegal immigration whatsoever. This is an item that the inside the Beltway GOP establishment crowd doesn't want to touch. Why? Because they don't have any principles. There is no principles inside Washington, the Beltway now. And so it's all about politics. It's all about how they're going to be viewed in the deadhead media. Well, at times you got to stand up on your principles and let the cards fall where they may. One of the reasons Donald Trump's supporters, I don't believe are going anywhere, is that yes, he's brought up the subject of building a wall. And at this debate, many of the other candidates were talking about how important it is to secure the border. I think what you see though is that there's been a lot of talk, especially people who have been in the political arena for a while. There's been a lot of talk about whether it's a wall or about the problem of illegal immigration, and yet nothing's been done. I think that Donald Trump supporters believe 
that Donald Trump, when he gets into office, will actually do something. That's his promise. And I think that'll be his focus. And that's why, even though Donald Trump wasn't, didn't win the debate necessarily, he held his own. He had some pretty, well, some lines that probably he should learn to put away. But that's what makes him popular also. It's a double-edged sword for Donald. The brash, the boldness, the name-calling. But I thought all of everybody on stage there did a very good job concerning, again, what they themselves bring to the table. Marco Rubio was really, really sharp. Again, Carly Fiorina, uh, Fiorina across the dial had won the debate, according to everybody with, that was out there. The only moan I heard was that she needed to smile. Well, I heard a couple of people say they, she looked like she was really mad and to me, it looked like she was really focused, and she accomplished with that focus. Uh, let's see. Chris Christie, I thought, did really uh, Jeb Bush, I thought, did really well. Even Scott Walker was a little more, had a little more decibel to what he brought to the table. And Rand Paul, we know who Rand Paul is. He really is. He believes in what he believes and is very thoughtful in that regard of what he believes. So uh, John Kasich, other than the, the repetitiveness of his record, uh, I would have liked to see Kasich at the end come up with a much bigger picture summary of why vote for me as president instead of repeating for the third time his track record of what he did. But again... I don't think anybody really got hurt, and we'll see how all of the numbers, as things go forward, we'll see how the the poll numbers come out. But uh, it was uh, it was long; it was three hours, but it seemed to go by pretty fast. Now, big decision today: the Fed rate, big meeting. We uh, were hearing that it's time to raise rates. And I have predicted, and I told you just even last week, there's no way they're going to raise rates after this robust 173,000 jobs created in the month of August. And I read you that headline. Almost 700,000 Americans lost their or were out of the workforce in the month of August. And that's why you see the job participation rate, the labor participation rate, the lowest it's been since the 70s. That's the percentage of people who are qualified, who could work in the workforce, who are just simply, now the market will tell you, the business world will tell you they're giving up looking for a job. They're just sitting idle. They don't have any opportunity. They don't want this kind of a job. And if they're getting some sort of government subsidies, it's a trade-off. If I go out and get that minimum wage job where I got no benefits, well, I can't get my, uh, uh, I can't get my government subsidies anymore. It's, I mean, this is not what you consider. That, that's why all this talk about raising interest rates was so absurd. The economy is sluggish, to say the least. But it did make me think. Because this entire administration, starting with Obama, then his right-hand military man, and although the Fed is a separate entity, Janet Yellen is in the same frame and mold of who Barack Obama is. He's a stand-down guy. In Barack Obama's world, 
military being the military force and use of the military is a last resort. It's no resort for Obama, period. That's why he abandoned the place, abandoned everywhere we needed to be still right now. And this chaos would not be going on. You can mark my words on that. But his right-hand military guy, we played his tape, Martin Dempsey, the, quote, reluctant warrior, as he was told is what he's been called by Martha Radich, or that's the, the summary of who Martin Dempsey is. And even Martin Dempsey, Joint Chiefs of Staff, admitted he doesn't mind the label of being cautious. And, of course, that same tagline, military is of last resort. Well, those two fit each other as far as the actual in control of any kind of military decisions that would be made. Obama? No way. If he defaulted to Martin Dempsey, I don't think there would be a last resort, resort decision. It's no resort in their world. Well, the Federal Reserve is somewhat in that same vein. You have Janet Yellen looking for any ingredient whatsoever not to raise interest rates. So what was it? Oh, well, if we do this, we could harm the world economy. I heard Rick Santelli and the infamous Steve Leisman, the diehard liberal who must have got a boost in pay. He, was, they, he had gotten out his two cents worth on the Fed rate, no decision. Federal, the interest rates have not been raised. They're at 0%. And here is Santelli giving his two cents worth, and he can't get the time of the day because Santelli, and I didn't see the whole interview, but Santelli, what I caught, was talking about who cares about what effect it will have on the world. This is the United States Federal Reserve. Bottom line is we should be concerned about America and the United States, and Rick Santelli is right in that regard. Well, as he started to make his point about world conditions, and Steve Leisman was trying to interrupt him the whole time and finally the host who didn't mind steve leesman butting in and saying oh you're being silly rick and this the the typical what liberals do it's all about name calling you can't present any facts and figures it's just about name calling and you're silly rick well finally the the anchor anchorette actually interrupted and said let rick finish so rick put out his two cents worth on it and here you have Leesman in the other screen just shaking his head like, oh, you're all wrong. Of course, Rick is always, Rick Santelli is always, it's always one against two, one against three, one against five, whatever it is. So we have no interest rate, and I don't think you'll see one for the next, well, certainly not this year. I don't know how many meetings they get together and have the potential to raise rates. But this fits Obama his right-hand military man, and Janet Yellen. These are stand, this is the stand-down administration. And that's exactly what Janet Yellen did. No, no thought whatsoever that at some point we got to raise rates and at some point the market has to digest it. And why don't we just do it sooner than later? Because this zero-rate interest rate environment is not the real world. 
All right, so let's get to, uh, again, we're going to go through a lot of items here. I'm going to wrap up a couple of weeks' worth of news bits that I've been collecting, and I think we'll be able to get done today with it. Uh, Another thing I wanted to point out is, uh, you know, there's another case, just like this, uh, uh, the Kate in uh, uh, Kate uh, Steinle, uh, whatever her name is, uh, Kate, in San Francisco, who got killed by the illegal alien. There's another story about a young man, 21 years old. His father is totally distraught. He was killed by a member of one of the Mexican cartels who came into the convenience store that he worked at. The guy dumped a bunch of change, and he lost his patience, pulled the gun out, and just flat out executed the kid, jumped across the counter, grabbed two packs of cigarettes, and ran out. Now, he's been arrested, but there was an interesting stat I came across. 25 Americans are killed by illegals a day between murders and drunk driving. 25 a day. And that's probably not all of them because many of these do not get reported. It could be higher than that. Is it worth just one life to change our system? Yes. What's the liberal tagline? If it affects just one, then we should do it. Well, this is 25 a day. This is getting to the point of ridiculousness. And so this is going to go hand in hand with, uh, I've got a couple of tapes here, a couple of sound bites, and I'm wondering which one to do it. You know what? Well, I don't think we have anything on the Iran deal since now it's done. Obama got his legacy. But somebody put together a compilation of Democrats trying to defend the Iran deal. And uh, Dr. J, just let's make sure this one's up on volume here. I'll tell you the, some of the issues that I'm concerned about, you know, at this point. Now, these are all Democrat rep, uh, representatives or senators, and they're discussing with their peeps, with their constituency, why or why not they support or don't support. Now, of course, they all support it, and they're coming up with all sorts of reasons. And what you'll hear is that I really didn't think the Iran deal had this in it, but it's the yeah, but syndrome. And you'll hear this first one is Ron Wyden. I'm not going to play by play who they are because there's a lot of them that uh, uh, are going to put their two cents worth in. Some of the issues that I'm concerned about, you know, at this point are sort of as follows. When this all began, the focus was on dismantlement. It seems this has kind of moved now towards sort of accepting it. We were really under the assumption that there would be anywhere, anytime inspections. It does not sustain the current UN ban on Iran's importation of conventional arms. It does not dictate how Iran can spend the dollars it reclaims from cash assets that are frozen. These exclusions are troubling. It will allow them a pathway to get conventional weapons, which I, I, I feel will be used for some pretty uh, 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 painful acts. I am concerned that in the long term other nations will view this agreement as a precedent that will lead to increased proliferation of nuclear enrichment. So there are a number of things that, that really have given me angst and pause. The additional resources, no matter how 
little that Iran would get access to that they could divert to terrorist activity. Uh, it would, uh, would cause harm to, uh, to, to Jews. I am very concerned about what Iran will do with the tens of billions right. of dollars they'll get and with what happens in 15 years when they will have an industrial scale civilian nuclear enrichment Let's program. talk about, frankly, this is not the agreement that I had hoped for. It's very worrying because they're going to have tremendous resources now to support their proxies. They remain a threshold nuclear state when this is all said and done. That concession is one that troubles many well, the, the deal. For that reason, I will support it. I support this deal. I will reluctantly support the joint comprehensive plan of action. Well, I'll be casting my vote uh, to support the deal. Wyden has announced his support for the White House nuclear deal. The deal makes sense. I feel like you're going to be a yes. Um. Isn't that the way Democrats work between their what they're telling their constituency at home? I am really concerned about this deal. I'm concerned about this deal, but I will vote for it. This, uh, I mean, is there anybody in the Senate or the House out of 535, 100 in the Senate, 435 in the House? Is there any one of those Democrats that just downright support the deal as it is. No, what they have to do is they have to say, I'm really concerned, this bothers me, this, that, and everything else, but yet I don't have any principles. I'm a Democrat, and I will support the president in helping him get his legacy, his piece of paper. All right, stick around, everybody, on the Tim Burns Show here on 810. KLVZ. Tim Burns, Phenomenal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions, and if you are already participating in your industry's convention and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next and labor is a complete hassle, you know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal, 3 Hey John, what's up? Hey Dave, I'm gonna get Sue something from this really cool jewelry website. What's the special occasion? There isn't one, but I was talking to Hank, and he said he went to JT Jewelry and got Jill something. And funny story, he was watching a movie and heard the line, the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. He goes to JT Jewelry and not only got her a pair of earrings, he got her a pendant too. He gives her the earrings and she loved them. A few minutes later, he gives her the pendant and tells her, let's go to the jewelry store and get fitted into a necklace that's just the way you want it. He got her two pieces of jewelry? Yeah, he said the prices were so good he couldn't resist, but the story gets better. They went to a company outing and the boss's wife saw the pendant and just loved it. Jill was a hit of the party. That must have made him feel good. Good? Hank said the night might have been even better than his wedding night. <laughs> What's that website again? JT-Jewelry.com All right, welcome back here. We've got another piece of sound, and this is a middle school black kid. He's had a couple of videos out there 
very well spoken, certainly not an Obama fan, but he brings up some subject matter, especially in light of the kid, the other kid who made a clock. He was arrested at a school down in Texas. His name, he's a Muslim. Was there a concern from the school's point of view? Yes. Did they have to go to the that far? Probably not, but better safe than sorry. He had put together this clock, and it was on every news, national, local. Everybody has covered it, so I'm presuming that you have seen it. And you probably know that before, well, before you could blink an eye, this kid was invited to the White House because of, well, because of the discriminatory abuse that took place. Obama tweeted him, apparently, and within 24 hours, he's either, he, he for certainly was invited to the White House, White House, and I think he's on his way already. Well, this other black middle schooler kid is, again, not a fan of Obama, and... Uh, uh, Dr. J, can we get that volume up as we play this tape here? Can we get that volume? Okay, we're going to play this right now. This is going to be quick because in all honesty, I think I can do through this quick and still make my point. Now, Mr. President, when Kate Stanley was gunned down by an illegal immigrant, you didn't do anything. You didn't even call the family. You didn't invite them to the White House. Is that okay? I don't think so, Mr. President. And to go even further, Mr. President, when cops are being gunned down, you don't invite their family to the White House. You never did. But when a Muslim kid builds a clock, well, come on by. What is this world that you're living in? You know, when the China, when the shootings in Chattanooga happened, it took you longer to lower the flag to half staff than it took you to light the White House in rainbow colors after the SCOTUS decision legalizing gay marriage. Mr. President, what are your priorities here? What are your priorities? Because in all honesty, I think you're being ignorant. I think you're incompetent. And I think you don't understand reality. The reality of this situation is that you don't get invited to the White House for building a clock. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hate to be harsh, but it's the blatant truth. He's a Muslim kid. He fits into your agenda, so you're going to go ahead and invite him? Well, that's great for you. And Mr. President, these people were gunned down. Innocent. Kate Stanley was innocent. She didn't do one thing. This man was imported. He lived in a sanctuary city, so he was able to roam free. And that was all your fault, Mr. President. And to go even further in Chattanooga, it was because of you, Mr. President, that these brave men and women weren't able to carry their guns on their military base. Once again, your fault, Mr. President. And to go even further than that, Mr. President, cops are being gunned down every single day because of your actions. Because you're seeking to appease terrorists, domestic terrorists, and those domestic terrorists are the Black Lives Matter movement. And you think, Mr. President, that I'm going to respect you? How am I going to respect you when you don't respect the brave men and women and innocent people who've lost their lives because of your incompetence? I'm sick and tired of it, and I think the American people are too. Thank you. Well, the kid tells it like it is. Uh, so, and... I'm not sure this before he made this video that he knew that Black Lives Matter activists get to meet at the White House. They had a meeting at the White House. Now it wasn't with the president, 
But it was with Valerie Jarrett, who might as well be the president. That's the left side of Obama's brain, right side being David Axelrod. Uh, she revealed that Obama sympathized with the Black Lives Matter movement thanks to his background as a community organizer in Chicago. Again, you've heard me say this over and over, and everybody who has any wit of common sense understands that what an opportunity this is for the first black president to step up to the plate and take a swing at bringing the races together. But he hasn't taken one step even inside the stadium, which you can only conclude one thing, that the outcomes that are happening right now don't bother him that it's an outcome that he perhaps desires. And if you look at Obama's background, you understand that as a community organizer, it is about creating chaos. As a diehard liberal in the vein of Saul Alinsky and the playbook from that 60s radical, it's a perfect fit for who Obama is. Let chaos reign. What an opportunity missed to really make history. He can't even see. Yeah, it's like I mentioned before. Jimmy Carter has always been associated as one of the worst presidents, had no clue about economics, fell into this whole idea that you can spend your way to prosperity, had great jobs numbers in his first two years and ruined them undid the Gerald Ford tax cuts that were creating all those jobs as Gerald Ford headed out of office. And this whole, as they say, Keynesian philosophy of spending your way to prosperity, he was a nightmare. But give Jimmy Carter credit. When push came to shove, he gave an order to go get our people. It was a military mission that failed to go retrieve the hostages that were held for 444 days in Iran. But he did give the order. That's something Obama just doesn't have the wherewithal to do. He, he's just not made that way. He grew up never even contemplating the option. Now, he's got his playbook and here we go, like this, like this young kid just said. He said, well, it was a little harsh, but the truth hurts sometimes. The truth cuts like a two-edged sword. He offered, this is back to this article, the Black Lives Matter article, uh, where they met, the activists met at the White House. And again, if this was truly a peaceful movement, why would you go disrupt people eating in restaurants? I mean, there's not any violence going on, but is it peaceful? Are they having a peaceful march? If they had been smart, if they wanted to bring people together, if they wanted to have parades and protests and go to the city, the city clerk office and get your permit and march and close down a particular street, and come up with a peaceful message in the vein of Martin Luther King, which none of the Black Lives Matter movement has any, not one 
tagline, not one memorable sentence of Martin Luther King has ever been promoted by them. If they had actually followed the pattern of Martin Luther King, they wouldn't have had hundreds of fellow marchers in their protests. They would have had thousands, if not tens of thousands. Perhaps in certain cities, they would have hundreds of thousands of people if their motives were noble. But they aren't. The motives aren't. This, this young, I'm going to assume he's an 8th grader, 7th, 8th, ninth grader, this young black kid, he understands it. He gets it. Well, back to the article. He offered us a lot of encouragement with his background as a... Oh, well, I guess they did actually meet. Uh, who they interviewed for the article was Valerie Jarrett. He offered us a lot of encouragement with his background as a community organiz- organizer. Wow. Just what the, the Black Lives Matter movement really needs. How to create angst. More angst. And told us that even incremental changes were progress. Anybody think these are pro- this is progress? She told reporters after the meeting, he didn't want us to get discouraged. He said, keep speaking truth to power. Wow. There we go with the infamous liberal taglines, the nice little mantra. I believe in nonviolent civil action. I know that riots solve nothing, but I understand that what Dr. King meant when he told Mike Wallace, quote, a riot is the language of the unheard nearly 50 years ago, she wrote, and in a community long overlooked, undeserved, and continually harassed by law enforcement, the pressure finally burst the proverbial pipe. How far, how many different quotes of Martin Luther King actually talk about love overcoming hate. Violence does only begets more violence. No, they had to reach deep into some interview with Mike Wallace. I'll tell you, they don't get it, and our media doesn't either. Okay, while you sit there, think about this. Prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in men and African-American men are twice as likely to die from the disease. And if you're over 50 or have a family history, your risk for prostate cancer increases. So don't just sit there. Talk to your doctor about your risk for prostate cancer or log on to PCAW.com. A message from the Prostate Cancer Education Council with support from Merck. Oh, that was one awesome burrito. I told you this place was great. I know, I had no idea. No, I gotta get back to work. Uh, Waiter. Senor El Checo, por favor. Jenny, that's not our waiter. Oh, whatever. You know, I can't tell the difference between all these Mexicans anyway. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, Jenny. I really don't know what you mean. Imagine the power of one voice. Find yours at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Are you looking for an adoptable pet that's been rescued from abandonment or abuse? You know, there's a lot of different dogs out there. You can get a dog that goes from abandonment and abuse to a cage and then to you. That will never happen at DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Why? Because they have a great rehabilitation system that helps the animal find who itself is. So I encourage you, anywhere on the front range, if you're looking for a dog, go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com.
All right, welcome back, and uh, we're going to go through these really quickly because... And the hits just keep on coming. And our first one, of course, is all regarding... Thank you for playing. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Well, the White House has decided it's going to push for immigrants to become citizens. When? Before the election. Wow. Here we have what Donald Trump has brought to the surface... And now here comes the counterattack by the White House, counting on those deadhead media to tote his message before the election. Why? Because they need it for an election issue. And uh, without having to go through all, I will come across a couple of things regarding how Hispanics really feel out there. Two out of every three. If I've got this in front of me anywhere, we might get to it um 92 percent of people call illegal immigration a problem in this country this isn't just a span this is everybody uh what's the other one here if i can find it and i'm not going to but it was that two out of every three hispanics understand that a secure border will have benefits for them obviously we're not going to hear that from the deadhead media that isn't an agenda item for them All right, let's move on. ISIS fighters are buying fake passports to sneak into Europe among the refugees. Now, how long before they'll figure out the loophole to get themselves with their passports, these new passports, stamped with approval, looking really good before they get here? On top of the fact that how many refugees, Syrian refugees, Are they talking about bringing into this country? IRS revokes nonprofit status of a vet group that did what? That hosted Donald Trump's event on, uh, I believe it was a military ship. Obama spends $500 million to train five anti-ISIS fighters. This was arming the Syrian refugees and helping them, not refugees, but the Syrian, uh, uh, the counter, uh, those uh, opposed to Assad before ISIS got its grip. And then this was the new plan. Let's go ahead and train them. Well, push comes to shove. It may have been hundreds in the beginning. It But it looks like it's costing $100 million to train one anti-ISIS fighter over in the region. A book is out. The Nobel Nobel Peace Prize director regrets giving Obama that peace prize so early on when he hadn't even done anything. Image was everything. Accomplishments are nothing for this guy. Which is really surprising that this guy actually put that. It must have been somebody else's book, actually. And uh, it was a quote from inside the book. And I'm sure this now director just read the headline that he saw in his own newspaper and said, that guy promised he wouldn't say that. Oh, now I may be, am I an American citizen? I may be exposed to the IRS audit system now. All right, let's, uh, Obama issues executive, we did that yesterday, the Obama issuing an executive order, but it does 
go hand in hand with the article that I have on Tim Burns show website, the race database that Obama has put together over the last bunch of years. We're going to, it's going to probably take a whole program to do that or a solid portion of a program. It's six pages of stuff that I want to go over, but it's a very detailed article. A lot of homework was done on it and it's very revealing. And I promise you, all of the bits and pieces of information in that article, if you want to read it over uh, the weekend when you get a chance, all of that information, not one little bit of it has ever made its way to the TV screen regarding the top three deadhead networks or the local network. None of it. Why? Well... It's pretty obvious why. It's all about political outcomes. It's not about the prime directive of a free press. Uh, A study released today. Oh, that's uh, part of that. All right, so we've got uh, executive order codifies the government. Okay, 90 per. All right, asked, quote, how serious a problem is illegal immigration in the U.S.? This is 92% call illegal immigration a problem. 51% of respondents replied it was very serious, 26% said somewhat serious, and 15% said it was a minor problem. Add it all up, 92%. So the traditional 20% of everybody out there is a diehard liberal who doesn't care, who will vote for the Iran deal. Even some of those people are concerned about illegal immigration. And again, you go deep into the inner city of both the black community and the brown community. And if you dig deep enough and if you get them in a place where they know they're not going to be heard giving their answer, I mean, they can't give an answer deep inside. The intimidation factor, you're not one of us type thing. These are people, American citizens, whether one, two, three generations of citizens who are pursuing their American dream and they're trapped. They can't say a word. They can't go against the grain or they'll be labeled racist of their own kind. It's really sad that we can't even speak up. House chaos, Boehner, overthrown, overthrow in works. Now, I mentioned Boehner over the last, uh, yesterday, a bunch of little articles where this had just broken that there is actually talk that He could be ousted as the speaker. Would be a great day, not just for Republicans. It would be a great day for Americans to have this guy step aside. And we know he won't step aside. Navigating tough challenges isn't new to this leadership team. The speaker, (laughs) these are Boehner supporters once again. The speaker is focused on the American people's priorities and how we can accomplish them. He's got wide support amongst our members, and he is not going anywhere, said her, said one of the spokespeople. This is a continuation of the strange virus that's running through the Republican Party. That's right. Anybody who's got common sense, anybody who sees a Boehner and McConnell aren't doing anything, we have a virus. We are not kowtowing. To the fact that they're not doing anything. They're sitting on the hands, waiting for the next election cycle, waiting to assume more power 
because of circumstances that, well, they could have control over if they wanted to, but they got no guts. They're so afraid of being labeled and stereotyped. So the media's got them right where they want them. And apparently, Boehner has no problem. McConnell has no problem being in that, well, being in that corner. And I guess Boehner can just proudly say, I'm the speaker. I guess that's what he wants on his headstone. That's all it is for him. It's just a title. It's just a name. I was there. I was in the power position. This is a continuation of the strange virus, which I define as a weird form of right. This is another spokesman for Boehner. Listen to the stereotype of common sense people. Two out of every three people are conservative or somewhat conservative. Whatever that principle is, whatever reason they look in the mirror and say, I'm conservative or somewhat conservative. Again, as you've heard me say, it crosses racial, gender, economic, political lines. It crosses all lines, social, whatever your beliefs are. It's a principle. Look at Reagan Democrats back in those years. They had principles. Whatever that principle was, did they agree 100% with Republicans back in that day and age? No. Did they agree with Reagan 100%? Probably not. But it was the principles that stood out that they saw could be accomplished for them, and that's why they stepped up to the pump. Same is going on here. But here we have a spokesperson for Boehner's team, which I define as a weird form of right-wing not extremism, right-wing Marxism. So now anybody who doesn't agree with the inside the beltway, establishment Republicans and those who are leading it right now is a Marxist. Where people are using Saul Alinsky-type tactics. (laughs) The king of Saul Alinsky tactics who's in the White House right now, they can't even notice who that guy is in the White House that they're, I guess, dealing with, trying to compromise with. They're certainly not going to fight. They're not battling against Obama, the leadership in the Republican Party. But it's so easy to put a label and a stereotype on those that they want their vote some. Well, I guess not now. I guess they'll think that Americans, uh, those who will support them down the road because I have an R behind my name, And I'm the great John Boehner, the great Mitch McConnell. At some point, after you call these people Marxists and Saul Alinsky types. (laughs) All right, let's move on. I think we've spent enough time on. He's gotten more time here and he is not worthy of it. But it does make the point we can we can, well, expose the realities of who these people are back in Washington, D.C., Two police officers explained that the workers at a North Texas... Did you hear this story? Two cops go into a Whataburger and they're turned down because they're in uniform. I saw an update this morning on it. The manager of that Whataburger was fired. And the workers told these cops, sorry, we can't serve you. You're, you think anything with the Black Lives Matter movement, with everything that's going on in the, in the deadhead media 
regarding everything's about the cops being at fault and promoting Black Lives Matter as some peaceful organization, you think that might have anything to do whatsoever with this particular item? Well, of course it does. Because the longer you plant these seeds and let them grow, the harder that these weeds are going to be to pluck. Obamacare allows companies to punish fat employees. Did you know that? This is kind of the ulterior version of the death panel approach. Penalizing employees for pounds is perfectly legal. So this girl who put out this fat, teasing fat people, she got, I don't know, 20 million plus hits on her YouTube video from it. And yet, here, Obamacare, and Obama's the mastermind of it, or all of the gurus who were, have no problem discriminating against anybody who's overweight. It's written into the law. Penalizing employees for pounds is perfectly legal. Under provisions in the Affordable Care Act 2014, employers can charge employees an extra 30% of the total cost. This is up from 20%. Ooh, they've done an adjustment. I guess there's not enough money being raised in Obamacare, and there never will be. It can't work out. There's not enough people stepping up to the pump. They have goals. I've, uh, there's an article I'll come across. They have goals of 21 million people by the end of the year. And they're at 9.9 million people right now. And they don't have a good enough, how can we fool you, philosophy, propaganda messaging. People get it. Thank goodness the American people <laughs> are not as... Well, not as stupid as Obama wants them to be. Let's put it that way. This is up, uh, which was imposed in uh, and permitted under the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. Employees couldn't be penalized for missing a wellness target. You could offer them nominal incentives to engage in activities like participating in a class, but you could never penalize them for actually smoking or not losing weight or having high blood pressure said Karen Politz, a senior fellow at the Kaiser Family Foundation in Washington, D.C. You know, the Kaiser Family Foundation, they're really neck and neck tied up in all of this Obamacare stuff, just like uh, AARP promote themselves as some, uh, some unbiased organization, and they, were, they, made, they made lots of money. And, of course, Hillary still won't debate, but there is a debate on CNN. Did you hear the numbers on CNN? All-time record viewership. All right, stick around, everybody, on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLVZ. Tim Burns for Nominal Exhibit Services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40 half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call Nominal Exhibit Services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's Nominal Exhibit Services. Call them at 303-901-9090. Struggle. The 
Here, let's blaze through a couple of items here. Clinton rapidly losing support from Dem women. Gee, so what does she come out and do? Urges crackdown on campus sexual assault epidemic. Burn it down. Sanders says America founded on racist principles. Well, do we expect anything less from Bernie Sanders? Having no clue, no understanding, including our American education system, having no understanding of the complications of life back then. Slavery was a way of life, not in this country, but across the world. It was around for 145 years. I'm hoping we'll do uh, a nice program tomorrow on all of this, so we'll save my two cents worth from the nickel seats for tomorrow on that. This week, interest rates rise could trigger global debt crisis. This is exactly what Santelli was saying. Who cares? Let's care about America. And Leisman was beside himself. Well, they didn't raise rates. So everything's better now. Everything is back to normal from the liberal Fed. Steve Leisman being the king of the anchors and promoting basic business philosophy that has nothing to do with the American landscape of, I got what you want, you got what I want, let's trade. Adding to the toxic mix uh, of offshore borrowing in U.S. dollars has reached a record $9.6 trillion, chiefly due to leakage effects of zero interest rates and quantitative easing in the United States. This is all about artificial applications. Again, you've got to let markets do what they need to do. It's the whole thing regarding the real estate market. You got to let it come back to its zero calibration point. Sometimes excess has to be wrung out. Sometimes it's tough. It's hard. It has effects. It's been going on for a long, long time. Whether in modern culture, whether in Medieval culture, whether in ancient culture. Fears grow over stock market bubble. Gee, I wonder why. It's the only place money can go. Schiller highlights risks of overvalued stock. This is one of these gurus who's pretty good at what he does. The indicator showed stocks were seriously overvalued before the market peaks of 2007. But it has also suggested stocks have been overpriced for the past several years. I can just hear Schiller coming out and making this statement and those gurus behind the desks at CNBC saying, well, you've been wrong for the last couple of years. How come you didn't predict it down to the, to the day and the hour and the minute? Well, all he's looking at is statistical evidence, and he's putting out his opinion regarding that statistical evidence. Federal taxes hit record $19,346 per worker. We went over this. 2012, President Obama struck a deal with Republicans to enact legislation that increased taxes. This is why there's no prosperity. This is why there's no ability for the wealth and the wealthy. Remember, it is the wealth of any civilization that takes the risks and funds invention and innovation. The wealth and the wealthy can afford to lose money if that particular better mousetrap 
isn't invented the way it was proposed to be. But you have to have capital to invest. There is no capital anymore. And look at those people who have put their money, their retirement income into the stock market because their brokers or whoever said, look, there's only one place to make money. I can get you a CD for a 1% return, 1.5% return. Can you live on that during your retirement years? No. Well, then you're going to have to somehow free up some of your money and get into the stock market. And there's plenty of those retirees are saying, whoopee, it's really working well now. Until. And again, it's always the smart money that gets out first. It's always the public left holding the bag. Whether it's a, it's a booming bubble, the public is the last one to get in. All right, so we've got... Uh, uh, sanctions on companies taking part in Iran's uranium mining industry will be lifted when the agreement. I tell you, some of this, the facts that are coming out, you heard a few of those Democrats. They were so concerned, but they voted for it anyway. Surprise. Iran says the find unexpectedly, they find an unexpectedly high uranium reserve. This, this actually information is really important. Because this shows you this was all about a piece of paper. Do not think that somewhere in the intelligence that we have that these facts were not known. And how many of those people who said this is really concerning and the American people need to understand this before we go forward with this deal. How many of those people were threatened and intimidated? You bring that forward, you bring that information forward, and you're going to risk losing your job. You think that happened? I do. So, of course, the deal was all, they don't have any. They don't have any new uh, uranium, and the quality of their uranium is lousy. Hmm, wow, look, we just found a new source of uranium right here in Iran. Iran has discovered an unexpectedly high reserve of uranium and will soon begin extracting the radioactive element at a new mine. You think America knows where that mine is? Do you think we have the intelligence? What about that one lady, that representative from Virginia, long, long ago when all this talk started and said, we have 24-7 monitoring? Even Kerry said, they can't hide their radioactive footprint from us. Really? It seems they just did, and they're not intimidated by America coming in and getting this new find because they said they're going to begin extracting immediately. The comments cast doubt on previous assessments from some Western analysts who said the country had a low supply and would sooner or later would need to import uranium. Eh, don't need to import now. All under one roof. Guess what? We can't get in there. And if we want to get in there, we need a permission slip with a 24-day delay. And the last vote is Iran to let us in. Talk about danger. Danger Will Robinson. I ought to get that sound bite. Danger. Danger Will Robinson. The deal between Iran and world powers will also lift international sanctions on Iran in exchange for at least a decade of curbs on the country's nuclear activity. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Out one side of the mouth comes one thing, 
and the actual what they're going to do is coming out. Well, it's not coming out to our local deadhead media. It's not coming out to our national deadhead media because I didn't hear any of this. Uranium extraction set to begin very soon. Analysts have previously said was close to exhausting all of its supply of yellow cake or raw uranium and that mining it domestically was not cost efficient. Wow, was our intelligence wrong? Or was our intelligence right and the intelligence never made it up to those who actually make the decisions and who have made the decision to sign this deal, to put this country in danger, to put our ally Israel certainly in danger, all of the other associated weaponry that we're freeing up and then giving them the money for. Wow, we didn't get through much of this stuff that I needed to get through. Well, anyway, we have a Bronco game tonight, and since Manning's been here, it's the first time I'm not sure we can win. So let's hope we have a great game tonight. Everybody have a great great day. This is Tim Burns on the Tim Burns Show. Don't forget the website, timburnsshow.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.